0: Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Sure Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Wednesday, January 18th, and this is the Best Football Show Podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button, as it not only helps the show grow, but if you leave your best NFL take with a five-star review, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. All right, time to move into the next week of NFL playoff games. Obviously, a super exciting week uh, of games, much closer games than many expected. The, the the few blowouts, obviously, Dallas took care of business on Monday night. And I actually thought they were the most impressive team of the weekend. If you look at everything that happened, you know how, how we saw all the teams look... I think Dallas was the one that really helped themselves the most in terms of their outlook on their playoff run. If you look at how they were heading into the postseason, things did not look good. Dak Prescott was not playing well. And I thought the way Dak played really changes how I view the Cowboys heading into this next week. And certainly a tough matchup against the 49ers. But I think they have a chance in that game. And we'll certainly talk about it more as the week goes on. But today, I want to talk about Power ranking the best remaining teams in the playoffs. So who I who I think is the best team left and who I think is the worst team still remaining. And by doing so, I'll give you guys my thoughts on each of the teams. Uh, and I'll say this right off the jump. The top five teams, yeah, no, really the top six teams are very close. You could convince me the sixth team is number one. You can convince me the one, the one seed is number six. I think that. You know, there's been so much talk this this year about how it's not a strong league or, you know, the football being played this this year is bad. And frankly, Tom Brady saying that when he did might have just been him forewarning everybody that the Buccaneers are trash. We certainly saw that on Monday night. But I actually think when you look at the top teams that are still remaining, these are really good teams. You know, they're they're not teams that you'll probably hear about in 10 years but they are very quality, good teams. I think whoever wins the Super Bowl this year, it won't be a cheap Super Bowl win. I think at one point of the season, maybe it looked like there were no great teams. They're, they're very, very good slash great teams left uh, in the playoffs. So I'm excited to see some of these matchups. Um, let's get right into it. I'll start with well, who I think is the worst team remaining in the playoffs. And that's the New York Giants. Um, Let me first say that I give them credit for going into Minnesota and winning that game. I did not think they would win that game. I thought the talent of the Vikings would win out. And it almost did. That Darius Slayton drop pass. um, You know, the Vikings jumping offside and having to kick a field goal instead of going in for a touchdown. I mean, the Vikings were really close to winning that game. But I give the Giants credit for going into Minnesota, into a hostile environment, and being able— to win that game. So ultimately, I think for the Giants, it was a huge building block for their program. If you look at what Brian Dable's done this year, they should have a ton of confidence going into next season that they can be even better, especially once they add some actual talent to that roster. Uh, Daniel Jones played really well. His contract's going to be really interesting. I'm not sure if I would give him that $30 million a a year deal, but with how he's improved this year, still you know, not a top 20 guy, I don't think, but improve this year. And having a playoff win, he has every right to ask for a ton of money, and I think somebody will give it to him. But from the Giants' perspective, it's going to be tough on what they're going to have to do. But the Giants overall heading into Philadelphia again. Probably the least talent, or definitely the least talented roster still in the playoffs. Just no playmakers on offense besides Saquon. They don't have a great pass rush. They don't have a ton of talent in the secondary. Adore Jackson coming back was big for them, and he did a decent job against Justin Jefferson. But ultimately, I just can't in good conscience look at the rest of these teams and say the Giants are in their same league. If the Giants were to upset the Eagles, it would be a catastrophic loss for the Eagles. If the Giants were to them beat the Cowboys or 49ers, of course, at that point, you start giving them credit, but ultimately, the Giants should not win another playoff game, and if you're being fair in any power rankings, I think it's very clear they belong at the bottom of the current remaining teams for the NFL power rankings, but again, props to them for getting this far. Uh, the next team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. What a win that was, and I think it really showed how important coaching is. Not that coaching being important is a secret. Everybody knows you have to have a great coach to win in the NFL, but You saw the differences in when you have—I mean, really, the Chargers roster is better. But when you have somewhat evenly matched teams, how much of a difference a coach can make. Brandon Staley was horrendous in that game. The fact they didn't have Mike Williams really going into that was, let's be honest, almost completely his fault. Mike Williams should not have played in that final game. But, look, you get the 27 to nothing lead. Trevor Lawrence is struggling. No excuse to lose that game obviously no excuse there is no way a head coach should lose that game he didn't run the ball enough he managed things poorly i mean the missed field goal at the end is not his fault but ultimately you blow a 27 to nothing lead against a team with a second year quarterback in trevor lawrence a team like the jacksonville jaguars and a team where you get five turnovers in the first half i mean it's ridiculous and on the flip side doug peterson called all the right plays, had his team ready to go. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence comes out and plays really poorly, but I think the fact that they kept playing hard, they didn't give up, shows how much they truly believe in Doug Peterson as a head coach. But even, you know, the fourth and one play where instead of sneaking it, he hands it off to the running back. Um, you know, how calm his team was in the second half, going down for that game-winning field goal. Doug Peterson is a big game head coach. Point blank period. The guy knows how to win big games, and you saw that uh, against the Chargers. So, Great win by the Jaguars, but ultimately the Jaguars, look, they don't have the talent the 49ers do. They don't have the talent the Bengals do. They have a really good head coach and quarterback to believe in, and that's the reason that really in any game – they could have a chance. I mean, you could argue their defense might be better than the Chiefs, and obviously their offense is not. But if Trevor Lawrence can turn in a good game, and he's not, he did not play well against the Chargers. He did not play well against the Titans. So if you're Trevor Lawrence, sooner or later you got to play well in one of these big games um, to, you know, really kind of get cement your status as one of the better young quarterbacks in the league. Now, and the matchup against the Chiefs is going to be a tough one. But I think because they have Doug Peterson, they have a a chance in the game to keep it close. I'd be very surprised if they won. But when you have a head coach like Doug that's coaching big games, knows how to be aggressive when he has to. He's already said it. When you play the Chiefs, you have to get touchdowns. I think Doug's going to be uber aggressive. I think you're going to see some really interesting play calls. But ultimately, the Jaguars, to me, are the seventh seed right now. The seventh best team uh, remaining. Next, I'll go with the 49ers. So the 49ers game against the Seahawks was, I think, a little bit misleading. If you look at the final score, you see they won by a lot. I don't think it ever felt like they were actually going to lose, but they were losing at halftime. Geno Smith is driving with the ball in the third quarter for a chance to take the lead. They have that fumble, and obviously things just completely sprout out of control from there. But I didn't think Brock Purdy looked that good. I know his final numbers, again, late, he really added on, but he missed a ton of throws in the first half. Not a great Seattle defense he's going against. You know, not terrible, but not a great defense. Um, So to me, when I look at the remaining NFC teams, I look and I go, okay, they all have really good defenses. Niners, Cowboys, uh, Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, all really good defenses. I, you know, Mike McCarthy might be underrated as a head coach at this point. Clearly, you would give Shanahan the edge. I think at this point over him as a coach. Nick Sirianni, great coach. So I think they're actually in some ways all pretty evenly constructed. The Eagles have the best roster overall. The difference at this point is the quarterback, and Brock Purdy deserves credit for what he's done. Look, he made, did make some nice off-schedule plays in that game, but ultimately, when you look at how Dak played against Tampa Bay... You have to give the Cowboys the edge over the 49ers on the power rankings. Now, going into San Francisco is going to be difficult. I think it's going to be a very close game. But they have the better quarterback. The Cowboys have the better quarterback than the 49ers. Brock Purdy still has a lot to prove. Again, props him for doing what he's done. But you have to rank him as the worst quarterback remaining among those top three. I mean, you could even argue Daniel Jones – over over Brock Purdy, the way Daniel Jones played against the Vikings. But at this point, I think Brock Purdy is the difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys. So next up, I would put the Cowboys. Um, so, I, so Giants, Jaguars, 49ers from bottom up. Next, I would put the Cowboys. Look, they were incredibly impressive against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a team that looked like they wanted to quit. It looked like they had no interest in being there at all. But Dak played awesome, and they made him quit in that game. You know, you survived the the four missed extra points, which was crazy. But Dak was excellent with his decision-making. His accuracy was awesome. He stepped up on big downs. If the Cowboys get that version of Dak, they are certainly capable of making it to the Super Bowl, especially with how evenly matched these three teams uh, and the Giants. The Giants are not evenly matched, but how evenly matched the Eagles, Cowboys, and Niners are. If they get that version of Dak, they're in really good shape moving forward. So I thought they were the most impressive team of the weekend and that Niners game against them which we'll talk about later in the week. It's going to be uh, a really really good one. I still think the top team in the NFC is the Eagles. They have some health concerns. Jalen Hurts seems like he's healthy now and, you know, you could if you wanted to just ride momentum, say the Cowboys or the Niners, but the Eagles have been the better team than them all year. Uh they did end up with the number 1 seed and they haven't played in the playoffs yet. So you could You know, ding them a little bit for just, well, the Niners won their game. The Cowboys won their game. The Cowboys look great doing it. But ultimately, I still think the Eagles deserve the top seed in the NFC right now. And I think they deserve to be ranked as the top team in the NFC in the power rankings. So the three AFC teams, I think at this point, they are the three best teams remaining Cincinnati not an impressive performance against Baltimore and they're dealing with some injuries but man Joe Burrow you know you know not excellent numbers but I think if you again talking about quarterbacks you would probably take him over Hurts, Dak, and Purdy at this point. The Bengals defense played really well they have skill position players I think playing the Ravens for that third time back-to-back weeks is difficult so something to keep in mind for that Eagles-Giants game but they won. They made the big defensive play to win it, um, and I think at this point they're the third best team remaining in the playoffs. Number two for me would be the Buffalo Bills. They won, much like the Bengals. You give them credit for just doing that and just coming out with that win. But they were playing a worse team, in my opinion, a worse quarterback than uh, you know Scott and Skylar Thompson. And if Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle catch a few more passes, they might win that game. So. I would say the Bills, of all like the contenders that played, had probably the worst performance of the weekend. And I've defended the Bills on this pod. I've said that I think they don't get enough credit. I think they've flown under the radar a little bit. But it's also now getting to a point, clearly in the playoffs, where it's like, when are you going to put it together? When are you going to show that you can have a great defense and a great offense at the same time? So the Bills, excuse me, the Bills to me, Josh Allen still too risky with the ball. Uh, You know, really reckless with the ball when you think about it, but... I think the Bills are, just have more talent than the Bengals right now. And then obviously, you know, uh, that, that game being in Buffalo will be huge. So I'm really excited for that game. Number one, much like the Eagles didn't play this past week, but when you look at how the Bills played, I think the chiefs you'd have to view as the best team at this point. Um, Ultimately, I think they have the best offense remaining in the playoffs. If you look, five out of the six teams that won this past weekend got into the 30s. You're probably going to have to get in the 30s this weekend to win every game uh, that's being played. I'd be surprised if any team won in a low-scoring game. I do think it'll be high-scoring games. And the Chiefs have the best offense. Now, their defense is a concern. But with the way the Bills played, with how the Bengals' offense looked, I think the Chiefs' offense gives them the edge. And I think at this point, of all the teams remaining, they belong at the top. So, my order would be number one Chiefs, number two Bills, number three Bengals, number four Eagles, number five Cowboys, number six Niners, Jaguars seventh, and the New York Football Giants coming in at number eight. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five star review if you like what you hear. And I'll talk to you guys next time.